This is the story of Planet of the Hoojibs. It's called Arbor Chewy, secret rebel base. <laughs> They're Hoojibs, your highness. Ouch! I'm being eaten alive! Chewy, grab one! Put me down, you great petty beast. The Hoojibs even drained our blasters! It's called the Slimelin. The courageous Hoojibs hopped to the mouth of the cave. <laughs> Put that Hoojib down! <laughs> The Empire would never find us here. The Empire has taken away our homes. We won't do the same to the Hoojibs. Friendship is what makes a home really a home. And you're welcome to share a home with us. In the year 2007 AD, DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its safe dimensional probes. Theorizing that one could save the world with the teachings of pop culture, Dr. Sean, but, Gilberto stepped into the TVA and the accelerator. And vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, existing in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey is Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appears in the form of a voice Sean can only sometimes hear. They are often accompanied by other travelers on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn, Scary Gary, Tracy Luna, and others. I'm Ron, an experimental robot built by Sean to be his constant companion. We've been running ever since, leaping from life to life, pointing out things that once went wrong, in movies and TV, in this strange wild adventure inexplicably known as... TV Ate My Dinner. Long time ago, Sean, Greg, Brooks and Andrew started talking about Star Wars. And now, the epic conclusion to that discussion. Well, Episode Seven's going to have a Dark Jedi. I'm just going to put that out there. It has to. I mean, who okay. else is going to be the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it'll be like that Timothy Zahn crazy Dark Jedi guy that was in that yeah, I guess they didn't. No, oh, no, they did. They did have a Jedi in that series. Yeah, they, you always have a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You can't not have a bad guy. Well, the Jedi. thing is, it's not that people have a problem with there being Jedi. They wanted that. What they didn't realize was that a high volume of Jedi's would ruin the story. Yeah, it just dilutes it too much. It, it's not you special. have to have you got to have a lightsaber fight. So Damn we know Thomas. there's going to be a Sith guy of some kind. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, that's where Daniel Craig comes in as the bad guy. breaking up again. What? But, you just get Daniel Craig in there as the Dark Jedi. Hey, I'd, that'd be cool. That wouldn't be bad. I could do that. I'm yeah. down with that. I'm on board with that. Or Kevin McKidd. Mm-hmm. All right, decision made. 
All right, so we've locked. Some, yeah. We're making we're making decisions just like movie studios. Put do. The we haven't talked. No, we really we should. Talked, we really should be applying for jobs as writers. Right? We have now. not said anything, but we're not talking like writers. We have not discussed story at all. We have just we've talking nailed like down what characters yeah. we want and who should play them. We have not even come close to discussing what the story should be. A good producer would say, "Who would look uh, good as an action figure?" I'm just saying, you know, the, yeah, that would do. Uh, well. I think Andrew's right. They're staffing up, so we need to, you know, we need to go. you know, Michael Bay is going to make one. I mean, you know that, right? Maybe they'll they'll hire all the uh, fanfic writers. And oh my god, that, that would not be the solution. Oh god, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not support that solution. Unfortunately, well, should they have enough money just to put them on like a project that'll never come out? Like, just go back there and work that, on that'd it. That'd be we'll, like uh, <laughs> that'd yeah. be kind of like that new Voyages thing, you know? I tell you they, what, they, a big push. That would actually be a smart idea: is to try to find a way to monetize fan fiction and give them a sort of antho- anthology where it's like you make something, contribute to it, we'll actually distribute it. Well, well, that that might be your streaming thing there. That, they could just you know, do that. They could bit. just do Star Wars streaming. Well, I'm well, like on the I Star Wars website now. There are links to fan... dedicated to that sort of thing with advertising. Yeah. So people go there to watch fan films and submit their fan films and all that. And it's a it's got advertising on the, on the website, and you're just making money. On the Star Wars website now, there there are links to fan sites. Yeah, so why link out? Why not just actually host it on your site and make yeah. money off of your site when people come there to do the fanfic? 501st Stormtrooper Legion. Yeah, are we going to let those guys continue with their... their They'll have to have Mickey Mouse's on their ashes now. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome when you say it that way. So, like, apparently Disney puts Disney puts hidden star uh, Mickey Mouse's in their movies. Is that true? I never heard that. Uh, I don't know about the movies, but they do in the theme parks. You, like, if you go around, you'll see hidden Mickey. I wonder if it's going to end up in the movie. Disney animators notoriously put Easter eggs in their mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know if they secretly well, put a Mickey Mouse. Did you guys in the did you guys send, see the link I just sent from uh, George Decay's Facebook? No. It, look look it up look it up right quick because talk about hidden Mickey's is kind of neat. But, uh, um, well, Brooks can't see that stuff or his recording will stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, somebody has uh, photoshopped uh, mouse ears on the scene where Luke and looks at the tattooing, tattooing's oh, two yeah. sons. You know, I where sent that in the email. Oh, yeah, I did not see that. that. Oh, did not you? that anyone looked at it. Oh, okay. But... I saw it. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's kind of funny. But I mean, I don't know. But, but yeah, hidden Mickeys are a thing at the theme parks. Hidden Mickey's. Hidden band name. Mickey's. That is, that's not good. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of. Well, I'm not gonna say. You know what else is gonna it's sound? It's gonna feel weird. Is going to a new Star Wars movie. That alone's weird. But going and it's not gonna have the 20th Century Fox fanfare at the beginning. Oh yeah, that is weird. I wonder oh, if it's wow. going to have a big it's Disney. It's so thing funny instead, how you know? much how stuck on format we are that that is It'll like a stumper. Da, da, like wow. Da, 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 da. That's going to make it open all weird. It's kind of weird how the distribution well, it's was like up a, in the it's air a, before the it's prequels. A, it's I a Pavlovian response we have to that opening. It's like, that's what made the prequels, like, just coast for, like, 45 minutes into it. Like, I still can't get over it. Like, so, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far away. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> What's funny is they're gonna have to figure out how to do some kind so maybe of Disney like, will just like buy the rights of prologue that that matches that, you know. And you know, John is Williams is like eighty years old now. I mean, I'm worried about a Star Wars without his music. Well, the, here's I'm the not. thing. I, I am too. <laughs> but here's Williams. the thing. Again, we got to. No, I mean, I like his music. Okay, but I mean, no, I love I John mean, Williams. Other music. composers, out there. and it's so instru- it, it's yeah, instrumental. It's a huge to part of the movie. <laughs> it's instrumental to it. But there's but, enough uh, of it to where other artists could come back well, and do this. We have to be thinking thing, of this as a reboot. That's I I can't stress that yeah. enough either. It's like we cannot be thinking well, of that, this as a direct continuation. This right. is going well, they, to be What they don't want to do, they want to avoid a Superman Returns situation. Where I like Superman Returns, but the 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 failing of that movie because the story's kind of dumb, but also because they're too tied to those Richard Donner originals but it has the same I think music, I it has the same style of that. The and music would have been fine. I, I don't though. think I, I was on board with that. The problem was that the story failed. I don't think they should do a Star Wars reboot where they go in a totally different direction. They could keep the theme and stuff, but you have to bring in new. But think about like Harry Potter. Think of the the composers that that contributed to the. It all just goes to my scores. worry about those feel. are great. Well, but even the prequels, which tried their best to maintain that feel, didn't feel the same. So there's going to be change either way. As long as they recognize certain format issues, like you do have to open a certain way. You do have a theme that you have to keep, but you don't have to have John Williams' music to open with that Star Wars theme. But there's, I don't, I, I want to see new creative hands take a crack at Star Wars. I'm excited about that. There's a lot of ways it can go wrong, but but it's fun living. I mean. You're either living in a universe of infinite possibility or you're living in, an, in a universe of, of constant repetition. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited about the possibility there. Yeah, I mean, I am too. I was actually, like I said, I was very nervous at first, but the more time passed, the more I became excited because we've, we've divorced ourselves from the sacredness of the original when the prequels came out. Right. So really, I mean, they drowned. can't. He's, they can't take anything away from us. He's the past dude. I had yeah. divorced myself from Star Wars altogether. I didn't think anything could make me excited about Star Wars at all. And now I'm like, now I'm curious. Now I'm intrigued. I'm like, this could be fun. I could like Star Wars again. Yeah. It'd be it'd be fun to like Star Wars again. I'd really like that. Over overall, I'm very excited. I mean, I think I think it's going to be uh, an opening to just a whole new world of of star wars content and you know mm-hmm. everything ranging from movies to tv shows to things Muppet parts. star wars yeah, it's, it's gonna be star wars <laughs> i wonder if the lucasfilm like the upper like the top execs besides george lucas of course are actually going to stay in place and they're just like, the, the name same way will marvel's exist. running Mar- you know i, I mean? don't or think it'll just- be i don't think that's the model you know stuff like i'm sure stuff like ilm is safe and those imprints but lucasfilm I I really don't know what what life is like at Lucasfilm, but Lucasfilm as a production company seems like it's not populated with a whole lot of folks. You know well, they I mean? have people that do that Clone Wars cartoon. They have people that are, must be developing those other things. I wonder if they're just out the door or they actually are going to come on board. And... They'll just be <clears throat> Disney employees, but yeah. ha- a corporate structure replaced Lucas, by CG Lucas characters. <laughs> they obviously have to move though. It'd be kind of weird if he's like living at well, his Lucas house. Lucas would have already like, done that. All the Skywalker Ranch out there, and the whole all the offices. Well, actually, and, yeah, they they built a, like a whole big facility in downtown San Francisco at the Presidio, which uh, you know is 
I think that's where industrial light and magic and those types of places are. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I was thinking that too because I think a lot of that, I think a lot of the like the real work gets done on Skywalker Ranch, like for Star Wars, not not necessarily other movies, but uh, I don't know, man. Maybe he'll just maybe he'll sell the ranch. I don't know. I doubt that. I mean, he's not divorcing himself from it completely. In fact, I think he got paid in Disney shares. Yeah, he did. So he's actually a major shareholder in Disney. He has a lot of interest in what's going on. He's just not going to be doing the legwork, which is good. He owns like two percent. That would kind of suck, though, if you're at Skywalker Ranch and like you know you're working on something. You know, you know, Disney told you to do one thing and. You know, they know Lucas wouldn't like it, and all of a sudden Lucas just kind of pops in because he lives on the ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "What is that?" Yeah, he just <laughs> no. yeah, he goes, "Hey guys, just what's going on?" The hedges, Whoa! Trimming the hedges out here, and I saw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was watering the petunias. Uh, is it, uh, you, are you remastering the, the holiday special? <laughs> no, I can promise that won't happen. I wonder if there's even a copy in existence. I mean, of course, no, it was bootlegs. We were talking about that yesterday when my cousin brought it up, and I was thinking that's why it would make a special feature because you probably couldn't find a good enough copy to clean up. It would have to be an as-is. You'd probably be getting a bootleg from somebody. I just downloaded to put the holiday special somewhere accidentally because I would never do something like this, but I downloaded a torrented version of the holiday special accidentally thinking it was a free educational video of course, about, sure. about giving to charity <laughs> and about um, the ho- Wookiee holiday life day. <laughs> yeah. And it had a bunch of bonus stuff on it. And one of it was an interview that Carrie Fisher did not that long ago where they asked, you know, her like, what do you think about the holiday special? And she, she was on the radio and she said, you know, she said, I'd never seen it, and uh, I asked George to give me a copy, and he didn't want to, and I said, well, I made it part of a deal, you know, like where I, he'd have to give me a copy for me to do some kind of voice work on some thing that he had or something. So he gave he gave her a copy to see. So apparently he has at least a copy that he gave to her. Yeah, those are probably going in the incinerator when he signed well, that Disney he, deal. Yeah. You guys read those articles about, I mean – they said those pl- the movies to do seven, eight, nine, or whatever. But he was actually in the past two years actually talking to them about it because there's a whole interview with Mark Hamill. Like he talked to him about he talked to both of them, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill about that he wants to do it. And Mark Hamill's like, "That's a horrible idea," but apparently, <laughs> like he convinced them and he came around to it. But he had already here. Been let talk- me write you this check. But he had said that he was. He said he wasn't going to direct it and he wasn't going to write it. So he was already going this way. And then Mark and Hamill's like, oh, Mark well, Hamill, in that case. Really. Interesting. That's weird that I would, for some reason, always just thought Mark Hamill would be immediately on board. Well, I mean, and no one would blame him, even well, if it's a he, terrible he's idea. Kind of you a know, he needs I know. I, I wouldn't have blamed it <laughs> yeah. for him. I'm just surprised. There was a rumor going around years ago that the idea was, and maybe the, that rumor sprang from this, the, this rumor, but there was a rumor going around that, that, once the prequels were done, Lucas was handing the reins over to like Mark Hamill and they were going to make movies without him. And, and I thought, well, that's weird. That's a weird idea. Why would they give it to Mark? I don't Hamill? know, but maybe the, the Mark Hamill's name just popped up because that someone had gotten wind that there had actually been talks between the two of them. Cause I thought that sounded dumb too. Like that sounds like one of those ideas that people put on the internet that is just not true. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like many things you read on the internet. Stuff pops up on IMDb that's absolutely not true. It's like, 
you could make a real movie that IMDb won't let you put on IMDb because you don't meet all the requirements, but then they'll say something like Daredevil 2 starring Colin Farrell as Daredevil. It's like, because we heard somewhere, I guess. That's not happening? Yeah, that's, that's not real. <laughs> you mean they're not making a Deadpool movie with Ryan Reynolds as stated by IMDb? No, they are not. They may not even make another Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Well, he would be wise not to. If, you know, if, no, if Ryan the Reynolds were there, the movie in, would be there. He might could be Indiana the, Jones. Ryan Reynolds? Ryan no, Reynolds? Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not there. Or I'm not. For him. I'm for him being Green Ryan Lantern. Gosling, I had no problem with him as Green Lantern. <laughs> but no, he's not that I like him a lot, but he's not that guy. He can be serious, though. You don't see it often, but he can be it's serious. He's not serious, but it's, it, there's a certain intensity you have to have. Yeah, I guess like, that's true. Here's something kind of here's something kind of interesting. I uh, uh, pulled up Rip McCallum on IMDb <laughs> just to see what he was doing, and uh, right now they've got him as a producer on this on a TV, TV series called uh, Star Wars Underworld, which I kind of wonder which that might be. That was the one you guys were talking about, where he said it would if, center more. Yeah, on that's the, the one they've been talking about forever. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no, like, the question marks out here on the production date. But I kind of wonder if maybe that is what Star Wars 1313 was derived from. Yeah, they just took the, all that development stuff and poured it into a game. Because yeah. they probably had a lot of it, concepts. That may be true. That you have all these story elements and concepts that you develop. Why let it go to waste? Yeah. He was a producer on Red Tails, and apparently he produced... The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones Mystery of the Blues in two thousand eight. The hell is that? I don't know. It's it's a it's you know, where they cut together, um, I would imagine. So they were still they doing together, it in two thousand eight? apparently. <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> they couldn't sign that contract fast enough. <laughs> well, you know, that's the one that they had Harrison Ford at the beginning, you remember? I like, never got to uh, see that because it was like a power outage. Yeah, the big, that's when the big snowstorm in 93 happened, and I haven't seen it either. Man, I can't believe it was that long ago. Apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Back in the yeah, day. That's how long Indiana Jones has been lame. Gosh, if anyone had told me when when well, Jedi came out that the sequel will come out when you're 40, <laughs> I'd have been like, what? <laughs> I know, when you're like I, a little I kid, you're like, I can't wait grade. to see the next one. I was eight when Jedi came out. <laughs> Set your clock. What? It's going to be a while. Well, yeah, if you go back to the early 90s or like midnight, you would be flabbergasted at the amount of Star Wars content that is streaming out right now. From starting the prequels to all the... I know. If you took me in 95 and said, you know, in 10 years... Take, uh, in 99, guys, say, in 10 years, you're going to hate Star Wars. You're going to be so sick yeah. of Star Wars. Really? Well, yeah, you guys don't probably don't remember the dead period. Like, Oh, I from, remember like, it. What are you talking about? From 83 until about 91 or 92. Guys, when there was nothing. Andrew probably doesn't. See, I missed most of that because by the time I got to be five and six and discovered Star Wars, so I missed about a five-year chunk of that. Yeah. But then that first uh, Timothy Zahn book came out and we mm-hmm. all blew our People you know, excited because there was nothing yeah. Star Wars. That, like, that was like the first thing. And then after a while then they actually re-released the, the remastered versions and that was a huge deal and then a What's couple weird, years later I, the way I discovered one. Star Wars when I was a kid they used to show Star Wars on USA on Christmas Day <laughs> the weirdest <laughs> thing in the world this is before they reissued the VHS's 
and they sh- yeah I remember that and I, so I like one year I watched it during Star because my parents aren't nerds of any kind so they never really show me st- or they you know they're not sci-fi people so they didn't show me Star Wars I remember just seeing that in USA and I was like what is this <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember taping it the next year and and eventually the you know I I remember the first time it they broadcast it on network television it was going to be on on CBS. And I actually threw a party. I had friends <laughs> at my house. You and, crazy. You, you crazy know, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, all, all, all my nerd pals from, from school. <laughs> yeah, we got so Torah. Torah. Some serious Mountain but, uh, Dew flowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Nerf herding going on. <laughs> Nerf herding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that had to have been like 88, 89, something like that, I guess. This is going to like you know bring a whole new line of toys. You know well, the I'll original you, line of toys, the Kenner toys. There were ninety-three action figures for the course of about what nine years or so. Now there's yeah. like since they when started again, there, I think year. there's around three thousand now. I know there's over twenty-five hundred. I just bought one of this oh store. It was God. just Lando in a bathrobe. Like man, <laughs> yeah. they're phoning it in. <laughs> Coffee cup holding Luke. <laughs> Getting it on Lando. <laughs> Han and hard hat. It's like it doesn't seem like this expanded universe, quote unquote. This is a Han head on the He Man doll. I own so many Yodas that I, I can't even keep up. I used to buy anything with Yoda on it, but I can't keep up with Well, all at the least Yodas. we know they can't have Yoda in these movies unless he comes back as a spirit, I guess. Oh, God. Please don't, because one thing I would love to see is is Yoda not in these anymore. Well, he could. I mean, be. I guess they could have him come back as a ghost, but who cares? Having Luke come back as a ghost, that'd be pretty sweet. Luke could still be alive. <laughs> Hamill's like, quiet, why do I have to be a ghost? <laughs> why do I have to be a ghost? <laughs> and Lando's like, why aren't you calling me at all? Yeah, why can't I be? I'll be a ghost. Yeah. I'd be happy to be a ghost. I'll be Lando's hey. ghost. Yeah. Hey, I'll be Lando's cool. ghost. <laughs> Why can't I be the ghost? <laughs> but there's all kinds of all fun right, stuff. I, yeah, because I bought a Yoda that was riding some kind of, I don't know what it was, something with horns and hooves, like some kind of animal. Yeah, like, it's in that that cartoon that those guys, the Cartoon Network guys yeah. did. Oh, I forget what the the guy that did that samurai. Oh, the oh, I didn't even. I've seen that and I didn't even remember that. The one. actual hand animated. Yeah, that, that's that's like those. a yeah. little thing he rides in that when he's like. Which I thought well, were I pretty like cool. I like. I don't like the. I'll new tell you one, something. But, I don't. Yeah. I don't like the CG one. I don't. I don't care for that CG one at all. But I bought the Yoda from that, and it's probably the cutest damn action well, figure you ever would saw. You, <laughs> would you care for a Pixar animated series there now? I, I would, you know, I would trust Pixar to do a better job uh, than the current guys. Yeah, well, the thing about Pixar is just because of the storytelling. That's how yeah. they could actually do a better job than anybody. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing. Like I joked about Muppet Star Wars, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing them play with Star Wars in in you know seeing a Pixar Star Wars kind of story wouldn't bother me. You know. Am I the only one that's a little nervous? That wouldn't be bad. And, you know, there's been a little bit of precedent for that, too. You know, Muppet Babies used to do all kinds of little Star Wars things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they've got well, Star Wars characters went on the Muppet show. And Muppet they... Indiana Jones. Yeah. <clears throat> that would be a little silly. Muppet Raiders. Now you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're showing us now now why we should fear this talk. deal. 
think a Muppet. I'd actually watch a Muppet Star Wars. I think I would like that. I I'm a little nervous funny. about the idea that Disney has become is owning so much of nerddom now. They have the Marvel. They've got Star Wars. I mean, it's almost turning into a monopoly. Of well, monop- Star Wars the- doesn't bother me because I felt like Star Wars was over creatively. So I'm actually <laughs> think it's an- Marvel is kind of a different thing because they do help it. But they're they're actively creating things. You know, Marvel's more of a active company, I would say. So I'm just saying yeah, the idea that when, they're buying Disney just everything. gives them the distribution, though. I, I that was a good deal. They're not telling them how to write their characters, but they give them I, I the mean, distribution. Yeah, nor- normally, normally I would I would have that kind of feeling because I don't like any eggs being in one basket. But it's not like I mean, Disney's like... going to be the good thing about it being a corporation rather than like a creator like George Lucas. They're not going to go, I don't really like that anymore. We're just not going to make Marvel Comics anymore and just shut <laughs> it down. Well, what if Marvel Comics like yeah. stops selling up to their expectations or something? It's possible that the you know, it's a stock-held company. I mean, their board of directors, their stockholders they'd, might say. They just sell it. Well, but Marvel I, I mean, that, that obviously is a makes danger money. Yeah, but like... Disney's a brand that, I mean, at least for their, I mean, we can argue about whatever else, but at least for their mainline movies and other things, they're a brand built on quality. And that's like their brand name for those things. And I, I don't think they drop things or do a bad job of protecting brand those that's what I, they paid $4 billion that, for, is the, the Star Wars brand. Man, do you mean, think they're yeah. going to make that money back? I think things may get le- more or less active, depending on, you know, the popularity. Because, like, like, Muppets sort of was fallow there for a while, because nobody really had a good idea for it. And, and that but then Jason Segel came in, did, and they were on board. You know, they're like, well, go for it, you know? They, yeah, they didn't mind I mean, as long so, as it looks and, like it he, can make money. He, I mean, I didn't particularly like it, but, I mean, but it did breathe new life into the into that but here's yeah, a good ex- a here's franchise. a good example I think, and we've mentioned this, but not in this context before. And this is the kind of thing that puts me at ease. It's like Disney bought Marvel while Marvel was building to the Avengers, and you know the Avengers became the major the major property. It's like everything's building to this, everything rides on this. And when Marvel essentially picked a person to head up that movie, they picked Joss Whedon, who, as far as the books are concerned is not the person you would think of as the go-to. Like, if Disney was just mm-hmm. taking creative control over something just over numbers, then they would have said, no, not him. You know what I mean? Like, wait, his last movie, you know, cost money and, and and lost money. It didn't make anything. You know, he hasn't done anything viable as far as a major motion picture. But they just let it go the way, the way that Marvel chose to go with it because they built that franchise and they put their faith in Joss and Disney put their faith in them. I think that's the thing is it's particular about Disney as much as you want, like how big they are in a big corporation. They are a company that I would think values creativity and like the the value of letting those creators work on things because they it's made them all their money. You know, they're not they're not making a commodity and they're not making tires here. They're making things these wondrous you know these brands that kids and all these I'd be yeah. actually they probably are making tires they own everything else <laughs> well and even if they were making tires <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't like go to the company make the tires go really shouldn't the treads zigzag this way it's like they don't know like they're gonna go with the people that that have shown that they know what they're doing and just let them do what they do best and it's almost like being conquered by the Romans well, it's sort of like it's yeah, the, like John the Romans Carter are coming thing. to the town. They pretty much let you do what you want to do as long as you pay them. Two hundred fifty million dollars we put into John yeah. Carter, but John Carter didn't make any money, so we're not doing that again. 
but if you can if you can produce and you can show that that you can generate revenue that way then we'll leave you to do what you do i just man i'm worried not worried i don't really care but how are they going to make that money back the idea i mean eventually they you will have four star wars oh, movies they'll, will make that they'll money make back, back. <laughs> they'll make that money they'll back, make it back. Well, that's a billion dollars a piece then that's what you're but saying think four about, star wars films plus a plus i think a large chunk of that was stock so i mean uh it's only yeah so they're not out in liquid right they're not out in in hard cash and but think about it too and and they're in a situation where they'll make money when the movies think about how much of star wars makes money on autopilot we just talked about how much marketing and merchandising there is already out there and if they already bought it it's like wow there's star wars blu-rays and dvds selling today that's probably making money for disney and they didn't do a damn thing to put that on the show i'm actually sending the money on paypal right now i don't even know why <laughs> I just sent them twenty dollars just for buying Star Wars. I mean, I, isn't that where my tax dollars go? <laughs> I've got this; it automatically <laughs> deducts from my bank account. I've got it set up. But there's toys on the store on, on the shelves in the stores right now. You know, all that is a profit that's going to Disney. That's just like with them and the Universal deal. People are like, how is this? You know, deal with the Islands of Adventure or whatever the hell they call it that has the Marvel characters and Disney's like. We don't have any immediate plans because we don't have to because Universal's sending us checks. Yeah, Universal's making us money. Like we don't have to tear down the park. I'm sure that I'm sure that chaps their hide too. But but (laughs) it's true. It's like now we do have plans for when that contract is up, but we don't have to do anything but just take their check. It's like when you have a Universal, like when you have board meetings with us, you must wear the mouse ears. <laughs> oh my god but yeah there's so many fun things that that i would like to see them do to me the possibilities are more positive than negative i mean there's always a possibility that they're just going to oversaturate the market with crap but i feel like that's already the case it's already happened yeah yeah it's like, so it's already been dead they're not going to ruin something that i'm actively interested in the only thing they can do is get me back on board so if I go to that new one and it's like, you know, Crystal Skull, I'm like, well, now I know not to watch episode eight. <laughs> Done. But then the thing, too, it's like why – it's also a lot different than the situation. With George Lucas, you make a – I mean, we all went to see all the prequels. But it's like <laughs> after a while, it's like I don't trust you anymore. You beat me too many times now. But if they make a <laughs> yeah. Star Wars movie, it's like, well, that one sucked. But now we have a new director and a new writer. Yeah, they just keep, keep trying to get you back. Wait a second. Right. This one's Something could be now. good eventually. Uh, under new management, I guess it's I almost a guaranteed feel like that sell work. up to a point. I mean, they'd have to work pretty hard to um, to get people to actually not go. Well, the, the formula's built in. I mean, really, it's it. it hmm. Star Wars is not so written so meticulously that it'd be difficult for a person to make it correctly. There are certain. There's just certain key points you got to hit. You know. So if someone, because really I think that the disadvantages that Lucas had were that A, I think he was kind of out of ideas but wouldn't admit it, and B, he just insisted on holding on to it and wouldn't let anybody else. Like if he had just, because you know the reason that he let so much of Empire go is because he was he was trying to build Lucasfilm up, and he didn't have time. He was tired. From be he was exhausted from having done the first Star Wars. He didn't want to go through that again, and so he's like, "I'm gonna build the you know I'm gonna concentrate on the aspect of building this company, and leave it to other people to sort of build the film." And he let that trust he, go out of necessity, 
and it worked. But he never saw it that way. He never took that lesson. Like, wow, well, maybe I need to, you know, be more collaborative and have more people come in. And instead, is everything is about. No, this is more about me. And I don't know what that comes from, if that's ego or if we're over-exaggerating how much that happened. But, I mean, that's what it really came down uh, to is I think that's the vision much, of one man. It yeah. had to be the vision of one man in all things. And nothing yeah, nothing benefits from that. pretty much dead on. I'm, my feeling about it anyway is, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he felt like he could farm it out, but then he didn't like the results of what came of that, even though – in our minds, it's the best of the whole I kind of always got the impression, not yeah. from anything that was said by him or anyone else, but it always seemed like to me that what he it kind of stuck in his craw that he let it out a little bit, and people were like, well, this is better. Yeah. This is even better. Like, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hoo, hoo. Yeah. Whoa, Let's bring hoo. this back in. <laughs> Break out the Ewoks. I don't like what I'm hearing. <laughs> so now apparently he's going to go and like, try to photograph the wind or something. Yeah. Well, he's also donating. I mean, he's donating all the profits from this, though. I mean, I don't know if he's selling the shares or he's donating the shares, but he's donating it to this education foundation. He's not keeping any of the four billion. Oh, I just assumed that he, this is for his kids and stuff. But I guess no, if he's, he's a shareholder... Um, yeah, he's he gave it to this... I forget what it's called. He has a charity... Well, he has the George Lucas Education. I'll give it Foundation. to the George yeah. Lucas charity. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's yeah, the George Lucas Educational Foundation, and they're big on educational technology. Well, that's cool. I've, I haven't worked with them, but I, I get their magazine because I do some work with EdTech. And, you know, uh, I mean, some of it's pretty – I mean, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool, you know, deal. But uh, uh, so, I mean, it's, I'm sure his so, kids will be fine. So this <laughs> well, is all a win-win. I mean – we get a chance to see better stuff, and he just gave four billion dollars to charity. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. no harm, no so it's foul. It's like a win-win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like how I, George Lucas seems like I a mean, like an odd duck, you know, as a person, like kind of awkward, but but he's got to be, you know, at his core. What about Howard a good the Duck? Guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he deliberately wanted to make a Howard the Duck movie, so it takes a certain kind of person to want to do that. <laughs> That would be awesome if they did a Howard the Duck. Yeah, they the could do like an animated we, uh, series. Here's the warning we didn't I would, see. I would What's, see that. I would go. I, I mean, love Howard the Duck, dude. They did like an animated Howard the Duck. I series. love Howard the Duck, would, the comic book, and the that's movie. got Adult Swim written all over it, man. They get here's here's that. something that's funny. I was just thinking about this the other day. Believe it or not, I was thinking about Howard the Duck, the comic book, the other day, and how uh, Steve Gerber, who created Howard the Duck, I believe he's just recently passed away, but. Back in the 70s, Disney sued Marvel because Howard the Duck physically too closely resembled uh, Donald Duck, the way that the character designed. That's what they said, and they won. And so that sort of helped to kill the comet because there were all these weird concessions that Marvel had to make of what the look of the character would be. And for whatever reason, Steve Gerber just was not happy with that. He thought that so was too much of an Freddy artistic versus Jason. Donald and versus Howard. <laughs> Donald well, what's funny is that yeah, now it's 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 kind of sad now because it's all under the same umbrella now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's a that's that seems to be Disney's mo these days. You know, they bought back the original Disney character too, the Oswald the Rabbit, uh, which Disney lost. Walt Disney lost like back in nineteen twenty one or something like that. To who? Uh, uh, lost it in a but that character, Sonic game 
It's like Lando. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he lost same it. game. He some some somehow or another uh, he he got into a, a a sort of a schism with one of the uh, uh, animators that worked with him, and the, and the guy ended up winning the rights to this. No, that's not right. No, the distributor actually ended up winning the the rights to this character Oswald the Rabbit, and uh, he was so busted up about it that he, you know, started tinkering around and he invented Mickey Mouse. Huh. So we could and, be drawing uh, rabbit but, ears on all the Star Wars characters right now. Yeah, really. Well, well, it's a whole just like universe, two years ago, I think they, they ended up getting they ended up getting the rights back to Oswald the Rabbit, and now Oswald's a big figure in uh, some of these Wii video games that Disney has out now. And everyone's like, who the hell is this? Yeah. It's but but I mean it's become a big deal. I mean it's Disney's trying to just like own everything they've ever even done. Yeah, touched. man. I'm impressed at their their power. I mean I you know, you always knew they were a rich and powerful company, but buy they were A B C you know, they're just buying stuff like crazy. Well they were smart with Marvel too, because if you think about it, it's like Marvel was kind of not dumb, but they just didn't realize for a while they're you know they're selling out the rights to all these things for move for the Spider Man movies and they're selling to Sony and and then they finally started their own studio because they're like not happy with the results. Mm-hmm. But then that just worked out gangbusters. Well that's started making quality That's Aviarod again but, for you, the president of yeah, the Yeah, but time. if you get if you give them give them ten more years and they'd be huge and not be able to be bought, but Disney's like, Oh, we're gonna sweep you up before let's see what happens. Yeah, we don't need well, the that competition. But well, it may be well, the who thought. can blame? I mean, but, yeah, but you're building anything, and someone offers you four billion dollars for it, which is what they bought, you know, Marvel for. Of course, you're going to take that because isn't that's the goal? It's like, wow. I mean, yeah, I might have built this into an empire, but if the goal of that empire could have been to make four billion dollars, yeah, <laughs> any empire should be satisfied <laughs> and, and, with that as a goal. And, and these guys are just going to write me a check. Yeah, for and that then much, this so. is, okay. and then I don't have to do any work at all. It's hard What's to argue funny with about that. that is back in the day, you know, Warner was always the parent over DC, so they had more of a direct line to make better films, and for a while they did. They're hurting more now than they were then, but Marvel didn't have that, so they would just sell the rights to any idiot. They're like, we're going to make movies too, and like Marvel movies were the biggest joke in the planet. Like, anytime that something came up with a Marvel character, it's like, if it even got released, which it most times didn't, then it was horrible because they would just sell the rights off to anybody for any reason at any time. Well, payback's a bitch, ain't it? Yeah, but now, well, they got smart. Like I said, like uh, I think it was Avi Arad who first decided, you know, we're an entertainment company. Comic books are one of the things we make. Why are we putting this out? Because Dark Horse did this back in the day. They may have been the first ones to start saying, why don't we just start making movies with the name Dark Horse on it? And I don't really think that worked out too well. I don't. They had a couple of movies that were okay, but I, but they that didn't really pan out for them long term. I don't think. I didn't know they made dark horse movies. What did they make? The Mask was a dark horse production. Oh, and, I didn't know uh, that. Doctor Giggles actually was one of the <laughs> oh, first forays right, yeah. out into making an original film that would then have well, a comic book. Title. Maybe it was. Maybe it was the content. It was. They, they just weren't ready. But Marvel was like, you know, we've got this table of characters and couple of their licenses actually did pan out like Spider-Man was a good movie Fantastic Four was a good movie and they were like you know we could do this we're smarter now we see how it's working and Iron Man was their big 
they're big coming out. DC could learn from them right now. So now, technically, we could see Star Wars characters appear in Marvel movies. I would like to see a Marvel Star Wars comic again. That would that would be awesome. Because <laughs> I always well, like no, the Marvel Star it, Wars I mean, comic. Yeah, the, the um, I like the Marvel Star Wars comic. They they had some, you know, pretty wild storylines after Jedi. Well, after Jedi, everything fell apart. The comedy didn't last very long after that. They could, tried to come up with new villains and stuff, but one of the well, now now they pretty much even treat it to where it's not like can't. It's well, not that's canon another thing I don't like, it, you know, because yeah. I'd rather that be canon than some of the comics that are out now. Oh, but there's but, some ridiculous. I like the Marvel stuff too, but come on. There is some silly stuff in here, the, the hoojibs and all that. Hoo-jibs. I love hoojibs. But, you know, there's a greater sense of wonder there. One you got thing a problem always, with hoojibs? One of the things I yeah. always hated about the Dark Horse comics was that they were way too dark to be Star Wars. Hmm. <laughs> They're dark and horsey. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that because I, I never really articulated that to myself. But, yeah, I kind of agree that uh, – I, I never really got into them that much because they seem to be so dark. Well, the, to, and, uh, we were talking about where the third the time. I think from. I don't know if they still do that or not, but it seemed like in the '90s everything had to be dark, or otherwise I don't know. It was just the it way was, things it were was back called, then. The very first story they came up with was called Dark Empire. Yeah, that was the very first Star yeah. Wars comic that they did, and that was the one where they came up with the third kid for Han and Leia. Because he basically just took the same concept that, that Zahn did in his book. He's like, well, we should do that too. And then they make the Emperor. The Emperor like, came back. back he was, and, like, it, was, yeah. it was fairly unoriginal and uninspired as a story. But it was the first one, and, and it got grandfathered in a canon because the, it was like that was the time where they're like, oh, all this expanded universe stuff is canon now. It's like, well, now all this crap is canon. But I'd rather the, the Star Wars, the Marvel Star Wars, because they were so fun. They're so ridiculous. They're they're yeah. awesome and they're like the Hoojibs. They're scratched the surface. Like in the early issues, Han's hanging out with like this giant, like pink rabbit rabbit man. Oh, what's that guy's name? I can't <laughs> yeah. remember. I don't know to see if I can find it. They had a really but great storyline in the later days at the end of the series with that the girl that um that uh. You know, Luke fell for, and then he. Oh, she, Dark yeah, Lady Lumaya. She was actually an Imperial agent, and then she came back after she was, you know, injured really badly. It's like a cyborg, and it was really kind of. I thought that was yeah, really with like well the done. laser whip and stuff. Yeah, that was, Lumaya. That was she her was, name. Yeah, she had I a crazy whip that she could use. Here, yeah, here, here's a nerd moment for you. She was. Uh, uh, I used her as like the main. Uh, antagonist in my Star Wars role. I did too. I used to do a Star Wars role playing <laughs> game, and, I, and she was one of them. Well, she was awesome. I mean, she was a legitimately cool bad guy. You know, that wasn't a Jedi, but she had like, a, she was a threat to the Jedi. You know. So yeah, yeah, I thought, that I thought actually would be a re, you know something they could mine for ideas. I don't know. I always thought that that was much... And one thing that made it so much more fun was the level of uncertainty. There was nothing that was just definitely Star Wars because it was going on during the movies. They weren't always allowed to do what they wanted to do. Like, they'd come up with ideas like, no, no, that's not... That's not something we want you to mess with. Like, that's why originally they just had those Han Solo novels because they weren't allowed to play around with the other characters. He was the only one because Lucas didn't care about Han. 
there's like, yeah, you can write all you want about his life story. I don't care. Yeah. The only one that was kind of standing out about that was Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I don't know how how that book ever got written. Yeah, it was pretty but. bad. I remember being excited because it was Luke, Leia, and Darth Vader. But that one yeah. is not only not much of a story, although it does center around the Kyber Crystal, which was a, kind of a neat part of the expanded Star Wars universe. But... Mm-hmm. Well, Luke and Leia that, had to make out. That was nice. where it got awkward. Well, because, because <laughs> obviously, even Lucas, I mean, that Luke and Leia being brother and sister was completely made up for Jedi. I know it. Lucas, Lucas half the time is completely full of shit. Well, Whoa. I remember seeing this in the, in the behind. He is. Yeah, really. <laughs> but, well, he is, though. I mean, think about it. Well, I mean, it, like he's talking about having all these written down somewhere. That's crap. But it's okay. You know, that you don't know, but what I don't like is that people are like the whole story's in Lucas's head for twenty years. People have been saying that it's like I never with twenty said that. years well, maybe to I just did, a, but I mean, well, I mean, we didn't know one way or the other. But I'm talking about like people when they were talking about working on the movies. It's like, oh yeah, well, he's had this whole after thing in after mind. episode one. I was pretty certain that this was this wasn't all in his head from day one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this doesn't make any sense at all. Well, so he supposedly is having creative input. I don't know what that means like, precisely, but it, it'll be interesting there, to see. I think I hope it just means... I hope it's a Gene Roddenberry They're scenario. mostly going to try know, they, not to do anything that directly opposes his concept of, of the c- characters in the universe, but I doubt he's going to be sitting in on meetings where they and He's not going to have creative control over it, so... No, yeah, and that to me is the most important thing. He can have all the input he wants, but at the end of the day, they'll be like, yeah. no, nah, I think we will do this. <laughs> Gene, Gene Roddenberry... Paramount pretty much relegated him to what they called an executive consultant. I mean, in, uh, uh, what's amazing about this pictures. Yeah, I think you have like a whole, I mean, what Star Wars did, it spawned a whole generation of writers and creators and directors and filmmakers and stuff that make other things now, but they're, they, they, they've they been thinking about their Star Wars movies for the past 40 years, 30, I mean, or as long as, I'm not 30, but I mean, as long as they've seen it. So it's like, it's it's like a I think it's like a powder keg of creativity they could actually tap. Yeah, I, I do too. There. That's a good way of saying it because I'm sure like Joss Whedon, uh, you know, uh, Peter Jackson, all these guys probably have their Star Wars movie in the back of their heads. Well, somewhere. I mean, even if you watch Serenity, you, know, you can see the Star Wars. Like even in Firefly, yeah. you can see the Star Wars influence. I mean, that's why I hate that. I'm glad that he's letting it go now because I feel like he was clinging to it so much that people were allowing their frustration at that to sort of overshadow their opinion of, of him as a whole. It's like George Lucas contributed a lot to to the popular culture and to our childhoods and to, you know, it, for for some of us, you know, especially people who actually did make movies, contributed to who they became as adults. So I, I that shouldn't that should not be discounted. Like nothing he does after that should take away from from that the fact that he accomplished that. Jackson was the name of that rabbit man, by the way. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to. I wish I could find a reference to what planet somebody, he comes from because the planet's ridiculously stupid. It's like Air Seven or some. Somebody stupid. back then must have had a real rabbit fist. Fixation well, because it, it was just cute. Kind of yeah. yeah. Well, it's ridiculous it's, though. I mean, you, like you wanted to choke them a little bit. Like, come on, guys. Because I mean, things... uh, use some creativity. You know, look at Star Wars. All the crazy aliens in there. 
You, you could have used any of those guys. Yeah, well, and you have a pink and walrus rabbit? man. They thought they were being consistent. A rabbit? I mean, it's so silly, though. Well, comic <laughs> books are, are random in that, you know, sometimes stuff gets created based on what the artist likes to or is good at drawing. So that level of input is different from movies because a guy will be like, well, you know, I really like drawing rabbits. It's like, whatever, you can have a rabbit head on I mean, I appreciate that it was back then they considered this stuff good for kids, you know, and that, that that's nice. I, I kind of wish more stuff did that now, but... But at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, a little creativity would have been nice. Yeah, I'm much happier to suffer the ridiculous if, if it holds to that sense of wonder. Whereas stuff that holds itself to be serious is actually equally ridiculous, if not more so, because it thinks it's above that. Pink rabbit. But, uh, I liked it. Somebody was smoking some. Hoojibs were it's funny, though. I liked hoojibs a lot because they looked like little bunnies, but they had antennas and they were telepathic. You're never <laughs> going to talk me down from hoojibs. I, I had a hoojib in my Star Wars game. Actually, my, in your Star Wars game, I had uh, a hoojib character, Greg. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so you allowed that Gilbert's to happen? down with the hoojibs. I am definitely down with the hoojibs. Yeah, he, he had a cool character. He had like a, you had like a droid. Then Chillis played your droid. Well, yeah, everyone else, everybody wanted to play a dark Jedi. My two characters, you could play a mm-hmm. primary character who was active, and you could play a secondary character who was not. He didn't have that many abilities, but he was just like for role playing. Like, so my primary character was like one of the Cantina guys. He's like that race, but he was a gambler. And the secondary was this hoojib who just sat around on people's shoulders, just cracking wise or whatever. He didn't couldn't do anything. Doing hoojib stuff. Doing hoojib <laughs> things. But my character, hoojibby. Chillis's character was a droid, and he was the most fun because he was like a C three PO kind of droid, and I owned him. And I'm always like getting into card games and like and betting Chillis like when things got rough. Like, he's like, but sir, it was like so Star Wars. Like that's how my character actually got a ship. It was it was such a it was a fun game because my ship I was the one that flew everyone around because I won a ship in a card game. So it was like it was very like Star Wars. We had so much fun back then with it. And everyone else was playing Dark Jedi's and all that bullshit. In the game, if you become yeah. a Dark Jedi, you 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 lose your character because you don't play Dark Jedi's as a character. So they always want to play guys with a dark side. It's like, all right, but it's sooner or later when you actually turn, it's not your character anymore. Then I'm going to be a bounty hunter. It's like I know you will. I know <laughs> <Yeah>. you will. <laughs> well. But it was fun. I, I am. I appreciate that universe. I I know that. I sometimes get this way about guys like Kevin Smith and all that sometimes too. I'll get critical and I don't want people to think I'm overly critical because I'm not trying to take away. There's some things that people do that I really like. And George Lucas, I don't think you could ever take away. I, I get mad. I know we've talked about the People versus George Lucas, that documentary before. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it because I think it, yeah. it makes a really good – it shows a, a really good viewpoint there because you see those fans that are so mad, but you also get that other side where it's like, you know what? Maybe maybe saying that George Lucas raped your childhood is – that's draconian. That's a, that, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's what's fun about the message of that movie because it's not marketed that way. It's marketed like, look how we're going to tear apart George Lucas. But the whole, po- the whole like premise of that movie is that, hey – 
let's give him a break. <laughs> like that's kind of what all those people that are like just complaining about him at the beginning of that movie that they kind of come to just how much he's actually contributed to culture. And, well, and, sure, and like, done you, nothing you know, and I'm, against. I'm probably them. the biggest George Lucas hater here, but but you know, I, I don't dislike the man. I don't. I definitely appreciate the world he gave me because really it was very it was life defining for me about you know about the way I've, I've the career I've chosen and that kind of thing you know but uh uh I guess my biggest thing is just I wish he had let had let go of it sooner so that the quality of the prequels would have been better um of course you know in the people versus George Lucas they talk about that you know they show the movies to kids and they love them and that's true and that's his goal yeah. and you know my nephew he didn't say but not except for the prequels you know he loves all things to yeah. do with Star Wars, so it works there. Well, I say my my daughters are like I took them to see Episode One in 3D, and they were like, oh, "Okay." Well, little yeah, girls well, but... that watch Star Wars are an aberration anyway. <laughs> that just means yeah. they have taste. Yeah, yeah. but you if you're well, trying to get them yeah, into Star but, Wars, but and also, you took them to see Episode One. That was that was a bad approach anyway. Well, that was the one that was on. Yeah, and I ended up having to explain like, okay. This is going to get better. I brought later. this but, in yeah. knowing it wasn't. So good. I have to watch Thanks, like six Dad. more hours before it gets good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, uh, I'll I'll hold off until four comes out. Episode four comes out on three D, and I'll take them. Well, good luck getting but, your daughters to care about it. Star Wars anyway. That's but, a know, that's a, a an uphill struggle to, to get girls. They put out Star Wars. Mm. Huh? But, but that'll be to get what to get girls to care about Star Wars. I mean, there are female Star Wars fans, but but. Nerddom is not as richly populated with girls as it is with guys. The, your well, typical little girl is a huge Star Wars fan. But you know, back back when we were growing up, that wasn't the case. But now there's a lot of girls that are in the. Yeah, I don't know things, where they all came but, from. But not necessarily Star Wars. But but yeah, they're out there. I know. I was like, where were you guys when I was <laughs> yeah. young and single? Yeah, well, we weren't at your high school, but we were out there. <laughs> well, I got to I got anyway. to wrap it up. Yeah, me too. What exactly is going on with you now? Because I haven't talked to you in like forever. Well, you know, I'm I'm currently under a federal investigation, but I shouldn't talk about that oh, on the good. podcast. Yeah, the house arrest. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I got one of those. I saw that on your face. Hey, I'm sure the fans. Uh, I'm sure the fans will actually kind of like to know cause since we decided to reanimate you. Yeah. For this How's your child? Is he grown and yet? That, <laughs> Elliot is now two years old. He is not yet into Star Wars. He's into trains. <laughs> I'm still unemployed, but I'm going to school full time, doing computer science. So that's, good. that's pretty much the essence of my life: just going to school and taking care of you know the kid. It's pretty much all I do. Well, I'm glad you're going to school. I got us. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Where are you now? I'm still in Atlanta. Uzbekistan. I'm in my last class of school. Oh, okay. Alex is two years old as well. <laughs> uh, nothing. That's all. It's the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Just two years You'll later. discover if ever <laughs> you guys changed. have young kids. That We're <laughs> all like responsible. Yeah, and shit. your life is a, <laughs> becomes essentially like. So, what have you done the last two years? So. Just Elliot, mm. I guess. <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah. People ask me, I don't even have kids. People just, what have, what have you been doing? Working. All <laughs> yeah. <I have> working. <laughs> On my manifesto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my basement. 
<laughs> no. At least you have a face. It's like, not a it's well, not a manifesto, but the 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 new edition of Apocalypse Party is going to come out soon. That's done. The yeah, one I saw that an email on that. That's pretty sweet. In it. I like the idea of taking reality and now with more zombies, adding zombies to it. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm going to do that with more of my memoirs. To just start reimagining all of my memoirs as though some supernatural calamity. But the rest of the story is completely same. <laughs> well, that's what makes it that, fun to read. <laughs> That's why I told Chris, my, my friend Chris got married, uh, uh, well, I married her, and uh, I was the officiant there. I was going to say, be careful how you put that. It sounds like one of those This is some kind uh, of polygamy, polygamy crap situations. Going <laughs> but but uh, they got married on a riverboat. Well, it was a renewal, but I mean, they're doing the whole thing, and what? I'm like, I'm going to try to write this into some kind of Titanic, because that would be fun, especially on a smaller boat. Like It's like a scaled-down concept of a Titanic. This is a very small compared to a, a liner. <laughs> yeah. we got to think of something we could do for that. Me and Dane were spitballing ideas. Although I sent you a link to the <laughs> ebook, you could download it now if you wanted to. I okay. sent that out to, sure. to you and Brooks. And <laughs> He's like, okay. I know. Well, I guess. He's not going to. He sits there and says all kinds of bullshit. <laughs> I guess you think it's funny. That, okay, never mind. <laughs> Man, I have the best intentions about everything I say. I just don't ever get it done. As you are hearing this, I am probably gearing up for my 40th birthday. Because yeah, that is my goal. Wow. Don't say it like you're surprised. You got 40. an invitation. So I, no, no, I'm not, not surprised about the party. I'm just, it's amazing that we're that old. That's what. <laughs> I know. I'll be 41 in about a month. Yeah. <laughs> And we're still like excited about going to a Star Wars movie that's years away. We'll be Dude, in a, well, well see, now, into our forties. Because at this point, we'll just be happy to have made it that long. If, hey, I'll say this: I hope I never get where I'm not excited about some cool. Movie if they keep making them, yeah, we could be in our sixties and going to these things. How weird! <laughs> All things that's going cool. well, I may be making a TV at my dinner episode about that new movie. So, so we'll have to plan a trip to uh, to Star Wars Cot when they get that Star Cot out and. Uh, Star yeah, Star <laughs> they kind of honed in the name uh, on that one. Starcot Center. <laughs> hope it's got good wheelchair. Man, I hope they do that. that would be so freaking awesome. I hope they do that. I they should they do, do that. Exactly I, that. I I tip my hat to you, sir. That is a good idea. That's the stuff you put in the universe, not this Tyler Perry bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler Perry presents. Tyler Perry presents. Starcot. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Yeah, I need to go too. So, well, it was good talking to all you guys. It's yeah, it's fun. Yeah, crazy. we'll try to do this yeah, again. Do I mean, there's there's stuff to talk yeah, see, about. It's easy to do this if it's not a Monday night. Yeah, it's I like can't do weeknights. Night. I actually have classes on Monday night. I am I am amenable to scheduling any time, but I have to see some interest from someone to do that. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> yeah. recording well, on I mean, Monday night. If they night. want to start bumping these a Sunday night, I, mean, I, I can, can record on almost any time. And we don't record. It's not like we have a fixed schedule. We jump around all over the place. I didn't even think we were going to do this. I thought we were done for the year, but then this happened, and just felt like we had to cover it. Well, we'll see if there's Holy maybe hell. if there's any big yeah, announcements, or maybe uh, you know, we can talk about the Hobbit when that comes out. Well, you reach out to me if you want to do yeah, that. I'm Hobbit. always I'm always able to schedule stuff, but but reach out to me if you want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, see, since you're gone, we never outro the show anymore. I just go on and on and on. 
just kind of just um, stop. If, if Lynn's true. on the episode, she stops me. But other than that, we just sort of get to a point where I fall asleep. <laughs> yes. I fix it it three hours of snoring. John? John? The last right. three hours of the podcast is snore. All right. You've been listening to TV Ate My Dinner. And thank you. My name is Sean. I'm Brooks. I'm Greg. I'm Andrew. All right. You can listen to other episodes of TV8MyDinner.com. Join us on the forum at forum.TV8MyDinner.com, which does not have malware. Chrome was saying it had malware for a while, but that is not true. We were just uh, An image was linked to a thing that had malware, but we were fine, and the image is gone. All right. But come back to the forum if that scared you off. We're fine. I'm on the forum all the time. I wouldn't get on it. I'm just saying. All right. We'll take it What's easy, funny is the, the image. I'm the one that put that image on there. By the way, it was my it was my avatar that was linked. So I'm the one giving people advice. Maybe I shouldn't be. It's fine. I do it. It's like you're the one who found the infected image. What do I know? All right, I guess we're done. Okay. All right. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs> See ya. The All other right. thing that you guys do is just just remain perfectly quiet until until I decide. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess we're. Uh, I I figured out. I just gotta keep talking. So, um, are you finished with the outro? Was that was that it? Oh, okay.